Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. With us today, happy to have him back to start off the new year and the new decade, Paul Gill, CEO at Lamico Metals, trades on the venture under LMR, and for our friends in the U.S., on the uh, OTCQB under LMRMF. Now, program note, for those of you that are watching, love the fact that you're watching, but if you can't always get yourself in front of a screen to watch, you can also listen to these interviews on your favorite podcasts, including uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. That way, bring us into your car, into the waiting room of the doctor, the bus, wherever it may be, because at the end of the day, you want the information as fast as you can. For those of you who are new to the story, Lomico is in the midst of proving up a very high-grade graphite deposit. That's the La Luta graphite property that's beautifully located just a little over 100 kilometers away uh, from Montreal. Uh, big numbers there already out of two zones, the graphene battery zone and the refractory zone. We're waiting for the uh, resource assessment to come out. We'll talk about that maybe here, uh, but that's what the market's really waiting for, and we're all expecting something really nice to come out of that. But before we talk about that, what we're talking about here, I'm going to read the headline, is that Canada and the United States have finalized their critical metals collaboration agreement. Paul, welcome back to the show. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me on. Happy New Year to you and everyone at Lumico. And uh, I can only imagine where Lumico is going to be 10 years from now, given what we're seeing with this collaboration and what we're seeing in the electric vehicle market that's just now starting to really take shape. Yeah, George, uh, we think this is the electric vehicle revolution uh, that's kicking off in 2020, and it's going to go on for the next 10 or 15 years. We're going to see uh, a lot of developments in uh, electric vehicles. We, we look today at the charts and Tesla's over $500 per share. I mean, that means that there is a bull market in these electric vehicles. And uh, likewise, there's going to be a bull market in the in the materials need, needed to, to build them. So oh, we, we were looking at uh, a number of things, uh, including that trade agreement that uh, have factor into that. And a lot of people don't know about this agreement because it just kind of came into fruition right around the holidays, right? There aren't all the details out about it. So the name is pretty explanatory uh, for industry people like you and I reading it. But, you know, you as a CEO, maybe tell us how important this is and generally, not necessarily to Lomico yet, but more generally speaking, you know, how important is this uh, to the Canadian resources market, especially when it comes to competing with China? Yeah, it's highly important. And uh, we've been watching this develop for a number of years. They've defined critical metals since 2011 and 12. Yeah. Uh, and they finally really um, got together and organized uh, a supply chain that's going to be North America based. That's really what the collaboration is all about. Let's make sure we have supply chain assurity that we 
uh, if we build uh, factories here in North America for lithium ion batteries or for electric vehicles, the materials needed to build them will be available. And right now, all of those materials, the majority of those materials come from outside North America. A lot of it comes from China. And uh, we know that uh, China and U.S. have had their disagreements. They're two superpowers vying for number one uh, spot in the world when it comes to uh, control over the economy. And the Chinese would rather sell us um, lithium-ion batteries fully made rather than investing in companies here in North America that will make those batteries. And I think it's highly important for our own economy to be part of that supply chain and, and have, um, you know, a factory set up here in North America that will employ workers here. And it's, 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 it's uh, interesting that you talk about the fact that conversation about this first started in 2011, but it really started to take a life on of its own when the Chinese were intimating, making little threats that they may hold back a lot of these you know, critical metals uh, from, from the U.S. as part of bargaining chips for, uh, you know, for, for this trade, you know, this tariff war that they're in. So what will this mean now that it's actually happened, right? So it's on, it's on its way. There's no stopping it now. Uh, what do you think this will mean for investment at the Canadian juniors that, and this isn't going to be gold and silver companies. This is going to be, these are going to be the critical metals companies. What do you think that does? Is, is this, does it literally turn the focus on them overnight now that this is official? Well, it gives us a level playing field with all the American companies that are looking for these same materials in America. So, um, you know, we know that um, Quebec has a number of different uh, opportunities in rare earths, graphite, and lithium. Uh, it's got an overabundance of material and uh, good uh, mining opportunities in Quebec. So, you know, even the the premier called it the green battery of North America, primarily because of its great hydro and and resources. So, I think it, what it does is it puts us on a level playing field. We'll be able to supply materials, and we may be able to upgrade those materials and uh, supply uh, higher value uh, items to the North American market to um, factories that are being built uh, to, to build lithium-ion batteries or other materials that are related to electric vehicles. So it's a big deal. It gives us uh, a competitive advantage. And I can see that investment has already come into the industry on the basis of this. We're seeing uh, a number of rare earth and, and graphite and lithium companies bounce back uh, on this basis. And, and this is not a short-term situation. We're looking at a 10-year market. So we're seeing, for instance, graphite uh, moving up, uh, demand moving up five to 10 times in the next decade. That's an incredible amount. Uh, we're going to need to supply that and we're going to have to have uh, places to, to go in Canada and the U.S. to, to fill that demand. Same thing with lithium. But the most important thing is that by volume, aluminum, graphite, those are the two big ones by volume. So those are the big mines that are going to be created. And remember, the backdrop here is 100 mega factories are being built around the world right now uh, to supply lithium ion batteries for all kinds of uh, power packs, whether it be electric vehicles and Tesla or 
or other ones, or in fact, even uh, cell phones. So, you know, the step back and see the picture here, it's huge. The opportunity is big. And you've touched on graphite. Naturally, everyone who's watching this at home is going to want to have that conversation. So, you know, that's a great segue. I'm just going to ask you direct. Um, how important is this to Lomico uh, in terms of really superpowering your, your, your advancement forward and your progress forward as a company as opposed to where you just were a year ago? Yeah, right now we have um, two or three companies that have reached the feasibility stage. Uh, uh, Mason Graphite, Northern Graphite, Nouveau Monde. These are all companies that have an opportunity to fit into the supply chain uh, when they're at that feasibility stage by getting investment to go to the next level. Lumico Metals is a tenth of the market cap of all of those other ones. And so we have an opportunity right now to build up and, and do a 43101 uh, resource and then step up and do metallurgy and uh, progress towards a preliminary economic assessment, which will go a long ways into describing the value we have the material in the ground. And I think we have a uh, very comparative property to all those other ones, which are trading uh, 30, 40, uh, 50 cents. And so uh, we're looking forward to uh, getting uh, the word out and, uh, and telling people that now is the time. Uh, we're looking at uh, 10, 10 years of very, very good markets for these materials. And uh, we, should, we should really take the opportunity to, to invest in Canada and invest in, in some of these companies. Are, the, are, are those companies competitors? Uh, naturally, they're competitors. But do you view them as you know, pure competitors or are they just necessary because as much as you'd love to, Lomico won't be able to service 100% of the North American market. So you need other companies there just to, you know, just to handle, handle the load. So, um, you know, are, do you fit in nicely when you come to the market at some point with your, re, with your 43101 resource estimate? Do you think you start to fit in nicely into that picture as well, into that group? Yeah, we're not necessarily directly competitive, but we are competitive when it comes to investment dollars we, we, we in, within Canada. But there's a bigger pie that's going to be created here when U.S. investors realize that there's opportunities. Um, you know, if you look at the picture, the big picture, Tesla being at $500 plus per share and all of these other new companies coming into the electric vehicle industry, that just means you need that much more volume. A hundred mega factories of lithium uh, ion, uh, you know, these are huge factories. Each of them have 10,000 workers uh, in, them wow. in China, for instance. These are huge factories. This is, this is not small stuff. So each one of those, will we'll probably need, uh, or, or two or three of them might need one mine uh, alone. So if that's the case, we still need about uh, 25 to 30 of these new graphite mines, a number of new lithium mines. And so, you know, we're not necessarily competitors on that global scale, but they, we have, if we have a success in North America for supplying graphite, we're gonna, we're gonna get a lot more attention um, for all the rest of the companies. So I think it, uh, it, uh, it really helps to have a competitor that's ahead of us. It's already paved the road. Uh, we just need to follow that same path and, and get to the same conclusions about our property, which, you know, we've, we've looked into it. 
we think we've got something. So if I'm reading between the lines there, you, even with you guys coming online, plus the companies you mentioned, you, are, is it, am I reading too much into it to say that you're actually calling for there's going to be a supply, shor- a supply shortage for the graphite, the kind of graphite that's necessary for these gigafactories? Yeah, um, like for every given mine, not 100% of it will be able to be converted into electric vehicle um, graphite anodes. That's not going to happen. There's maybe only 15 or 20% of each mine that, that can be used for that purpose. So you're going to have to dig through a lot of material to find the right stuff. So that's why you need a number of small mines opening within Canada. And uh, there's room for a lot of companies uh, to develop in this industry. And the more companies there are, the more investors there are attracted to the, to the industry. And, and the more attention we get as one of the, the ones that have been in the industry for five or six years. So I think we have to make the pie bigger. We have to reach out and tell people about the opportunity in lithium and graphite. And, and cobalt as well. Uh, I think those are a number of uh, big uh, uh, opportunities in the next uh, 10 to 15 years. Um, Paul, are we going to look back at this agreement, this collaboration as a big turning point in, the, in this critical metals market for Canadian juniors? I think we'll be looking back this two, three, four, five years from now and, and, uh, and say this, this is a major turning point because North America wants to buy North American? Well, I think we have to look back at the history of uh, the architect of this particular plan. And that's Lisa Murkowski, who is the senator from Alaska, Republican senator from Alaska, who who actually put together a plan around uh, oil and energy uh, back uh, 10 or 15 years ago. And that was because she wanted to develop the back end region and Alaska oil as well and become and have America become a supplier and exporter of oil. Well, they've accomplished that. They're now self-sufficient and that's a powerful, powerful thing. Um, If you were dependent on another uh, economy or country, uh, you've got a weakness. So it's absolutely in uh, absolutely required that they have um, enough materials to build out their economy and that uh, the economy we know is going towards the electric vehicle. Electric vehicles need graphite, lithium, cobalt, and a number of other rare earths. So, you know, if you step back and look at that picture, there's a direct line from the political sort of outset uh, to, to right to our front door. And I think uh, we, we have a great opportunity to, to plug into that supply chain, build the materials that are required, and, uh, and uh, really, really turn this into a, a big situation. And that was a really lofty goal, you know, 10 years, from, 10 years ago from her, but, and, and, and took a while, but it worked. So you got to figure that now everyone's just going to follow the same blueprint and blast through it fearlessly because now they've seen the power of being self-sufficient on energy. So you got to figure everyone's going to be hungry to be self-sufficient on, on critical, on critical metals. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, this is, this is, um, this is one of the most important things a country can have is self-sufficiency when it comes to materials. And just think about this. If it isn't grown 
it's mined. Every product that isn't grown has to be mined or a part of it has to be mined. So um, we know that these materials have to come from somewhere. And uh, let's not be naive about, oh, Teslas are completely free of metal. No, they're not. Yeah. We have to have materials to, to you know, to, if you want to impact climate change or your environmentalist, thank God for you, but you need to mine. And, and, and we have to have control over what uh, comes out of the ground here in North America and not depend on Africa or South America or export our problems. We can make very efficient, very economic and very sustainable mines right here in North America. Let's get it done. Last question, Paul. Uh, you've had some great fortune with governments. You had the Quebec government uh, a few months back say, we're going to go green as far as our public transportation, everything. Remember that? That was really big. And with uh, La Luther being just northwest of Montreal, they, they couldn't have been better news for you. Now we got this. So the table is set. The big question, I saved it for last, not to put you on the spot, but maybe you can help people at home just uh, what to look forward to. What do you? What are your thoughts on timing for the for the four the updated four to three one hundred one on uh, on La Lutra? And before you answer that, maybe give people who aren't familiar with the story an indication of how big La Lutra is already. What you, what you already know about it, and then when the four to three one hundred one might come out. Yeah, George. The uh, what we were looking for is a top five project worldwide. That's what we were looking for when we found Lutra, we killed three projects in order to find this one. And uh, what we found was an area that was over 2,800 hectares that had um, the first two uh, exploration areas have both, are go both going to be resources. So we know this is a huge property. Um, it, can, it can have material coming for a long, long time. Uh, secondly, what we were looking at is defining some very high grades so it would be economic and very, very profitable. And that's what, what we did previously is we found one resource already. It was just a little bit under where we wanted. Now the refractory zone, uh, we've drilled into it and the, and the uh, numbers have come back fabulous. We now want to define that into a resource. And so where does that go from there? Well, well, what we do is we, we find what the economic value of that resource will be once we produce the material and take it to market. So we can go out there and, and shop it around to, uh, to different investors, large-scale investors who will build, help us build and help us uh, market the product. Sure. Location is everything. Location is great. And you're right, Quebec is the green battery of North America. We're right near international port as well. We've got a highway going right past the property all the way down to the port of Montreal. Um, we've got a large multinational called Imaris Carbon and Graphite, 50 kilometers away. So we've got a workforce that's ready to go. They're about to shut their mines down uh, in that area. So we'll have an opportunity to either sell the mine or hire the workforce. And timing on four through one one, do you have a ballpark estimate? If you don't, then I don't want to pin you down. But naturally, I think everyone who's watching or listening to this is going to be is probably thinking, "Hey, George, ask them, you know, what's a what's a rough timeline estimate for the uh, for the updated four through one one when you 
where you could really tell the market what you've got? Well, it looks like we're going to to have that 43101 around uh, February or March. It really depends on how much money we raise uh, in uh, in the company. We're looking to raise small tranches now to get uh, those things done piece by piece. 43101, metallurgy, and then the PEA. So we're looking at uh, before March and then uh, by the end of the year on the PEA. Paul, thanks for joining us today. Really great that you took the time to explain to everybody what this critical metals agreement between the U.S. and Canada really means, how big it is, because uh, details are still, they're still working on it. So the fact that you're able to come out and, and, and give your two cents from a, you know, from a graphite executive's point of view, I think is, is fantastic. And uh, we look forward to the 43101 coming out. You know, I'm sure sometime next five or six weeks, we'll be hopefully back here again talking about that. But in the meantime, uh, congratulations on this because just more great news rolls into uh, Lomico's lap just at the perfect time. And this is the second time government's given you, given you a boost in your business plan. And, and I'm really happy for you guys. Yeah, thanks, George. I mean, we're we're way ahead of the game. We know the puck is uh, in the net. Uh, we see the net bulge, but the red light hasn't come on yet. So uh, everyone else will wait for the red light. You and I know the puck's in the net. So we're we're happy as anything, and, and uh, we'll we'll wait for everyone else to catch up. Well, with you saying that, next time you're on with uh, hopefully you're talking four through one one, then I'm going to bring one of those Budweiser red light. <laughs> well, that's great. Turn it on when you can actually report, you know, the findings of the four through one and the size and how big it is. So I'll, I'll hold you to that. But thanks for joining us, Paul. Really appreciate this. Thanks, George. Have a good day. You've been watching or maybe even listening to Paul Gill, CEO of Lamico Metals, trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol LMR. And for our friends in the U.S., under LMRMF. If you're a believer in renewable energy, if you're a believer in what's going to happen to electric vehicles, and if you're a believer in what's going to happen to both of those in the next decade, then it behooves you to take what Paul has said, uh, digest it, and begin your own due diligence. Start that on Agoracom, get to the hub for Lumico, go into the profile section there where a lot of information is nicely laid out about La Lutra and all the things that you need to know. Uh, and then hyperlink over the company site. Uh, to, to take a look at even more detailed information. And I'd also suggest watching our two or three of our most recent interviews of the latest interviews we've done so you can really get a feel. Uh, do your due diligence. Uh, great company, and not just because they're an Agoracom client because you can't pay me enough to say something I don't believe in, but Paul and his team have been visionaries in Graphite way before everybody else. They've been patient. They've been, they haven't hopped around from hot metal to hot metal. They've stuck with graphite, and they're about to be the beneficiaries of what looks like a fantastic de decade. So why not you maybe be a beneficiary as well? Start your due diligence. Get to Agoracom. Have a great day, everyone. Talk to you soon.